Welcome to Startup Hacks, a We Global Studios podcast. We explore the stories and secret strategies that women entrepreneurs use to save time and money when bootstrapping and building their businesses. I'm your host, Fernanda Carapina, and today I'm so excited to welcome Rachel Sanders. Rachel is the CEO and co-founder of Routine and has 10 years of experience at the intersection of health and technology. Her focus on optimizing human performance through nutrition innovation led her to co-found Routine after starting her career in investment banking, product, and strategy. Rachel received a BS from Vanderbilt University and holds an MBA from Harvard Business School. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you. Excited to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. I was wondering if you wouldn't mind uh, giving our listeners a little background about you and your personal story. Yeah, definitely. So I am, as you mentioned, CEO and co-founder of Routine, and we are really the personalized micronutrient of choice for high performers, um, specifically combining nutrition science, uh, the latest in technology and AI with um, innovative micronutrient formats to create solutions that help people um, optimize their health and perform at their best every day. And my journey to entrepreneurship really starts um, kind of earlier on uh, in my career, spending time at the intersection of health and tech, as you mentioned, um, and trying to find ways to optimize my own performance uh, in a high stress, high demand job. Um, And as I kind of looked at the opportunities around nutrition, um, we found that there really wasn't a lot of options for um, individuals to get personalized solutions based on both their lifestyle and biological data. And this is something that I collectively looked into with my co-founder, Dr. Daniel Wallerstoffer, um, who has also um, been in a high-performing job, high-demanding experiences, getting his PhD in biotechnology. And we both looked for ways that could solve something that was uniquely for us, but a one-stop solution that we could both go to. And that's really what we're building here at Routine, something that's convenient, clinically backed, and enables individuals to leverage their health data um, to get solutions that help them improve their health. So let me... um... Let me take you back to um, the early days of when you were in school. I mean, is this was entrepreneurship on the radar for you or when you went to Harvard? What was the plan at that point? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think the entrepreneurship gene kind of was born with me. I have a number of entrepreneurs in my family. um, And my first job actually out of high school um, was for a founder of a consumer business. So I got very early on in my career, um, a very inside glimpse as to what it looks like to be a founder and what it takes to be a founder. Um, Ultimately, in undergrad, I majored in economics and really wanted to find a position that would set me up for a wide variety of paths and give me a lot of like core foundational knowledge, which investment banking really does, teaches you how to work, Um, when to work, what to look for, how data and operations and finance really work together. Um, And from that experience, I continued to work with founders on the the investment banking side. I focus mostly on middle market healthcare services and technology companies um, and selling them to, to larger businesses or private equity funds. So during that experience, 
um, again, got firsthand understanding from a slightly different perspective, um, what it looks like to be a founder and what it really takes. Um, continue to have that founder bug um, and went to Harvard to get my MBA with the goal of expanding my skill set beyond finance. Um, I knew that I wanted to grow my network across um, folks in, in VC and in operations and management and also really grow my skill set um, to be able to make decisions and inform decisions across the board, which is a very critical skill um, when you look at starting a business. So you talked a little bit about um, the investment banking business um, as I, I would imagine you're referring to that when you say high stress and you needed to <laughs> kind of look for self-care outlets and to kind of optimize your performance. I was married to a successful investment banker at one point in my life, and um, I certainly understand uh, the intensity that executives in that field um, have to live with on a day-to-day -day basis. So um, walk us through a little bit of, of what that lifestyle was like for you and how maybe the light bulb went off that you felt like you needed to become an uber performer and really look at your nutrition and your lifestyle in order to be able to deliver. Yeah. Um, the, the, the lifestyle is, it's hard. It's demanding. It's, um, a lot of hours and a lot of stress. Uh, they, you kind of come on day one as an analyst right out of school, um, and tell the, the other folks will say, Hey, welcome to, welcome to banking. You're going to be drinking from a fire hose for the next like two to four years. And that's really what it looks like. Um, the kind of the key components of health that I look at now are really related to, um, sleep, nutrition, and exercise. Um, and there are certain things in life that take sleep out of the equation. Investment banking is one of them. Um, so when you think about needing to perform, needing to learn, um, what are the other kind of components of health that you can you can turn to? Um, nutrition is one, and exercise is another. And I learned very early on in my experience that I wasn't going to be able to be successful um, as a banker, as an analyst, and then eventually as an associate if I didn't really focus on self-care um, and tried to get as much sleep as I could. Uh, but the the other two kind of pillars around nutrition and exercise were really where I leaned in during that time. Well, it's interesting that you talk about the self-care piece, because I think that in the entrepreneurial world, um, every single founder needs to do the same thing. Um, and oftentimes they don't, it's not as commonly, the expression is a little different. You're not drinking from a fire hose because you literally are holding the fire hose to your mouth in that particular case. But, um, but managing your sleep and your workload and, and having quality life is really important. So at what point did you decide, okay, enough is enough. This has been great, but I think I want to venture out on my own and, and create this company. Yeah, that's a great question. So the, the kind of thought behind that grew um, a bit over time. Um, but in kind of breaking it down, I find that I gravitate in my career towards choices, opportunities, experiences that really put me on a very fast learning curve. Um, and there was a point um, in investment banking where I had felt like I was starting to plateau a bit. Um, and I really wanted at that point, the next step 
um, was to kind of take that leap. Um, and for me, taking a leap into entrepreneurship um, was supported by that experience of getting my MBA, um, which enabled two years of time to explore, to understand the market, to understand what it took to be a startup founder and start to build that skill set that I mentioned um, and build that network that I also talked about. Um, and then from there, I really I connected with our co-founder here at Routine. Um, I playing in the health and wellness space was something I knew that was very important to me. Um, and as I really looked at the nutrition market, um, along with Daniel, we recognized that there was a gap um, specifically around using micronutrients to really optimize health um, and do so in a way that was truly data driven um, and personalized kind of for the next generation of health versus kind of a marketing-based personalization approach, which was present when we uh, went to market. So, and how did you meet your co-founder? Yeah, we met um, through a mutual mentor of ours um, and spent a number of a number of months connecting and, and thinking about kind of how to commercialize this concept of routine. So, so let's talk a little bit then about um, routine specifically and the and the product and and what it does for um for nutritional health and i know you've talked a little bit about the micronutrients piece but i'm wondering if you could dig in a little bit more specifically yes definitely so what um we are really doing at routine is helping you optimize your cellular cellular nutrition and cellular nutrition is very important because your cells are what enable your body to do all of the processes they need to do um, to help you perform at your best and, and feel at your best. For um, optimal function, cells need macronutrients, which are the protein, carbs, and fats of the world, micronutrients, and hydration. In America specifically, but globally, most people get an adequate or often too much um, or too many amounts of macronutrients but micronutrients um, often are missing, especially as we think about the processed diets. Um, and it's very hard to get your daily intake uh, at the proper level. And then layering on genetics and blood levels, even if people are eating at kind of the optimal, um, getting all of their fruits and veggies, eating clean, not eating anything processed, it's still possible to be deficient in a number of nutrients that either we can't get from diet, you need more of because of your genetics, um, or your body doesn't produce. So that's really what we're, we're focused on here is using data to figure out what is the amount that you need, um, and then how do we help you optimize your cellular nutrition over time. So this might be a dumb question, but can you define micronutrients? Yes. Micronutrients are vitamins, minerals, and other compounds that are um, critical to health. So vitamins, things like vitamin A, vitamin, the B vitamins, vitamin D, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. minerals like zinc, um, copper, selenium, and then other compounds like coenzyme Q10, which is a powerful antioxidant used in a number of kind of skincare and other immune products, as well as alpha lipoic acid. And, and there's some others as well. And do you think that... Um... How explain how this would be different, for example, than going to your doctor, getting a checkup, getting a, some blood panels done and assessing like, oh, I need more vitamin A, so I'm going to pop some vitamin A. 
Yeah, no, that's a great question. There's there's a number of key differences um, that we offer here, and there's a way to kind of work with your doctor to deliver an even better product and better solution than kind of what you just mentioned. Um, so the first key difference is we look at more data points across lifestyle, blood levels, and genetics that you're typically looking that a doctor is typically looking at. Um, we also offer that data analysis at a price that is typically less than what a what you may be paying um, through going to your doctor. The second is we're delivering better data and insights because of all of that analysis. So we empower people with data about their body that they can use both to understand our product, but to optimize kind of their diet and nutrition um, outside of routine. And then third is our delivery format. So we, through our technology, are able to create the most accurate formula and then deliver it in a very precise dose. So more is not more when it comes to micronutrients. You want to have the right amount, but you don't want to have more or less um, than, than what you need. So if you were to go to a standard like pharmacy or a Walgreens and pick up um, a random vitamin A pack, you might be taking too much or too little, depending on what your data says. And um, our form factor, so our microbeads are slow release and they absorb better in the body uh, than a standard kind of multivitamin, multimineral uh, pill would be able to do. And uh, you also um, require um, participants to, um, to submit DNA, is that true? Or how, how do you actually do your analysis? Yeah, so our um, our technology is able to analyze all um, data points across lifestyle, blood levels, and DNA data. Um, but what's interesting is that we don't require it. Most of our uh, subscribers will analyze some sort of DNA information. They can either bring um, what they have through 23andMe or Ancestry.com, or they can take a simple at-home test through us. It helps us personalize the product further, but it's not required. Hmm, interesting. And um, so what stage is the business at now? Have you launched? Is I mean, can people purchase the product right now? Yes, we've been in market for um, about 23 months. Our two-year anniversary um, of launch is coming up here in May. And so people can log on, they can purchase the product um, and kind of start to, to optimize their cellular nutrition with, with routine. And do you find that this also has a positive impact on sleep? There are, so we track um, benefits for our subscribers. Approximately 70% of them report improved health, and those metrics include improved energy levels, um, decreased stress. Subscribers report better sleep, better skin health, um, better immunity, um, and a number of other benefits as well. That's great. And um, are you now... Are you now looking to raise capital again? Or are you guys expanding just from an entrepreneurship standpoint? I'm just curious where you guys are at in that regard. Yeah, we are a um, VC-backed uh, company. Uh, we started our capital raising journey with Techstars. Um, originally, we've raised from um, angels. We've raised from family offices and have venture funds as well. Um, we are in the process of closing our seed round um, and... Um, are continuing to kind of scale uh, once all that capital is closed. Okay, so now I get to ask the fun questions regarding the hacks. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
as you as you started your your company, obviously it sounds like you bootstrapped it for a little bit, uh, or maybe had friends and family funding up front. Um, can you walk us through what you would say maybe are your top three hacks that you leaned on in order to save time or money or gain a competitive edge in those early days or maybe even still now? Yeah, definitely. Um, the way that I think about kind of hacks or productivity hacks are really around the categories for which I need solutions for. Um, and that's really for me, time, mental focus and team building. On the time side, um, that's the most finite and biggest resource you have as a founder. Um, things that I do to kind of hack the time is I use Superhuman for email, which has been a huge time save. Um, and I also give myself um, kind of limited times and forced decision making so that um, I can quickly decide I know if I can do something or if I can't, and then I delegate the rest. Um, on the mental kind of focus side, um, decision fatigue is real. So I try to decrease that opportunity to have it. Um, I create a routine for everything. Weekly syncs by department, um, workout type by weekday. I have health habits um, like taking routine with a large glass of water when I wake up. Um, and then I calendar all of those routines also, um, specifically around what I, what I can do when. For instance, I know that I can do my best deep work in the morning. So I calendar that. I also calendar my workouts that I do in the middle after mid afternoon um, to kind of take advantage of that time uh, that my brain might not be working at its at its highest caliber. Um, Self-care prioritization is another kind of everything around mental. Um, and I really use a data-driven approach now. Um, Whoop informs the recovery days and kind of my um, workout gain days. Uh, micronutrient status with routine. I exercise with Peloton and I have recently started optimizing my diet um, using levels that can help me track my personal glucose response, um, which has really been very helpful for energy optimization as well. And then the last kind of hack is, is around team building. So we are building remote first, which means we focus on effective communication and transparency of knowledge. And this also ties into time and mental focus as a founder. Um, the more I arm my team with, the more effective my work can be and the more effective their work can be. Uh, we recently transitioned to Notion um, to make sure everyone is working in one place that is easily able to navigate and transition to use Slack just for communication um, to really enable better work efficiency for the team. So that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of hacks. Thank you. Those were great. Um, so let me just jump back to the first one you mentioned, which was superhuman for email. Can you talk for our listeners who don't know anything about superhuman? Can you um, give us a little bit more on what that is? Yeah. Um, so I'm not in hugely familiar with exactly what their kind of business thing is, but for me, what they do is they help me organize my email, categorize it. Um, and make sure I'm not missing anything and go through it a lot quicker. There's a number of kind of fast keystrokes that you can use. Um, you can have emails returned to you at a specific time um, and it helps you get to inbox zero, which if you're looking at kind of the productivity hack landscape is something um, a lot of founders talk a lot about. And um, is it something that can connect into and be used with any, um, with any type of email? Yes, I believe it can. Um, I use I can you can use it with your personal email, which I do, um, and you can use it with your uh, professional email. Got it. Okay. 
And and I was kind of interested when you're talking about remote first, which obviously everyone is working very, very specifically in the virtual <laughs> world at the moment, hopefully not too much longer. Um, so talk to us a little bit about Notion um, and to, for our listeners, if you could explain what that is. Yeah, Notion is kind of like Google Documents combined with um, an Asana or a Trello um, with a little bit of kind of Slack ability to comment or um, bring attention to specific areas. The, so, the specific solution that it solved for us is that as we've onboarded new team members um, and continue to work, we noticed that our Google Workspaces or Google Drives had a bunch of disparate, disorganized documents that contained very helpful information, especially as we thought about onboarding new team members. And it took a lot of time for both myself and kind of the earlier employees to figure out where everything was, make sure it was up to date, um, and kind of categorize that information. Notion has helped us get all of those types of documents into one place um, and add kind of the Asana and Trello productivity um, tracking tools to make it so that the whole team can see what they need to see without having to ask other people where it is and wait in order to get their work done. Well, that sounds like it's uh, definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Um, and I'm just wondering um, around the um, around the nutrition piece, since obviously it's it's your it's your business and and also it's part of your self care. Um, do you find that it's made a big difference for you in terms of your productivity? Yes, nutrition is is key for me, and that's a making sure I maintain a diet that's clean, um, that has a good glucose response throughout the day, um, and making sure I'm taking my routine and monitoring my micronutrient status through blood testing. Um, and kind of other methodologies to make sure that my pack is optimized for my life um, at the current time. Um, I'm going to have to get some routine. I'll call you offline <laughs> to give that a try. Um, all right. So I have one last question. Um, and that is, um, if you were to, um, if you were to know today, um, no, actually, let me repeat that. If, if you, when you originally started your business, had the knowledge base that you have today, um, what, what one piece of knowledge do you think would have made such a difference for you in your kind of professional trajectory as an entrepreneur? Yeah, um, no, that's a great question. I, it's something I thought I knew, but I really didn't know. Um, and it's something that's out there, but to truly trust your gut in decision-making um, and no one knows your business better than you, even if you're a first-time founder and you've never been a growth marketer or you've never been a brand marketer or you've never done operations, you still know your business better than an expert. And those experts might not be worth the money that it, it, it could take to onboard them into your business. Um, as we've continued to grow, making sure we're hiring internally and keeping the knowledge base and, and everything related to the business internal and only very um, calculate, taking calculated kind of freelancers or consultants um, has made a huge difference in the business as we've, as we've grown. 
Great. Thank you. So um, we are now almost out of time. So I wanted to um, give you an opportunity to share with the audience um, information on how they could reach you or learn more information about the company or purchase your products um, before we sign off. Yeah, definitely. So you can find me um, on Twitter at Rachel S. Sanders. Um, and you can find Routine at Routine.co, um, as well as on all of our social, um, Routine Co. on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, please check us out and um, message me if you want any more information about, um, about the product, about my experience, or um, to, to learn more about Routine. Thank you. I'm definitely going to be doing so. So you can look for an email from me. Um, well, thank you again. I so appreciate coming on the show. And to our listeners, tune in next week for more Startup Hacks. We have another great show you won't want to miss on the secret female founder strategies that will save you time and money while building your business. This podcast is brought to you by We Global Studios, the first startup innovation studio and digital do-it-yourself startup platform for women entrepreneurs around the world. For more information on our guests, this podcast, and many other female founder programs, please visit weglobalstudios.com. I'm your host, Fernanda Kirapina, and we will see you next week.